Hey, Curtis. Hey, guys. What do you got for us this week? This week, we've got The Exorcist meets One Hour Photo (laughs) meets Beethoven meets Problem Child. This week's movie, The Omen. Yeah, I can see all that. I threw in Beethoven just because the dogs. Oh yeah, you got you got you know Beethoven's a comedy, Problem mm-hmm. Child's a comedy, you know One Hour Photos got Robin Williams who's a comedian, and so this is right up there in that you know <laughs> near the top of the pantheon of of, of 70s comedies. Yeah, it's a uh, laugh riot, folks. <laughs> dark. It's a, it's admittedly a very dark comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the humor may go over your heads, <laughs> or, or under or, them, depending six, on where your head is. Or six feet under, yes. <laughs> oh no, absolutely not. Uh, welcome back, uh, listeners and viewers, to another week of Let's Talk About Flicks, the monthly podcast where we go back and forth with the theme. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Oz, and I'm Curtis, and we are wrapping up April. Uh, yeah, we are. Creepy Kids in Movies Month coming mm-hmm. to an end. With no creepier kid than the devil's own child. Yep. <laughs> Damien. Doesn't um, get much creepier than that. Nope, nope. So uh, save the the best for last, I suppose? Sure. Um, I, I, best yeah. is one word you could use there, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, it is. It's it's a fine film. Uh, before we get rolling, though, let's give a shout out to our Patreon subscribers, Melissa L. and Don S. Thank you again for your continued support of the show. You can always click the link down below, uh, whether your podcast or whether in your podcast app or YouTube, if you feel like contributing to the show. Um, you know, we really appreciate the support, and you know, we just love that you're listening anyway. So, I, I mean, I'm in it for the money. <laughs> yeah, well, aren't we all? There's no mm-hmm. point doing this. It's not fun if you're not getting no. paid. Uh-uh. No, <laughs> nope. Right. Nothing. Nothing. Just doing it for the sake of doing it. I am in this for no, no, money. No, no, no. It, you know, and I'm really. I've really taken an approach where I'm trying, instead of trying to teach things to my students, I'm trying to learn from my students. If there's one thing I've learned uh, this year, it's definitely don't do anything without some form of payment. Um, mm-hmm. It's just not, it's just not worth it. No, that's um, how capitalism works, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's it. You know, yep. I, I'm yep. looking for a raise. Are Who's in charge of paying here? Are you paying or am I? We'll figure it all out later, but either way, we need raises. Um, I mean, you scratch my back, then I scratch my back. That's how that works, <laughs> that's right? True. Yeah, it's uh, trickle down economics. So, voodoo <laughs> economics. Holly, Holly Smoot tariff. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, we've spun Creepy Kids Month into Ferris Bueller's Day Off, <laughs> the podcast where that's we start works, on a topic folks. and end somewhere else. It's like film telephone. <laughs> Uh, let's talk so, about tangents. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Our, we, our weekly trigonometry podcast where we discuss triangles. <laughs> let's talk about hypotenuse. <laughs> oh, well, before I, you, I turn you loose on the plot of, of this wrap-up film, let mm-hmm. me get into got our... got some characters, our, right, Oz? Our characters, yeah. It's a fairly small cast of characters of importance anyway. We are introduced to the Thorne family, uh, led by Robert Thorne, played by 60-year-old Gregory Peck, the U.S. ambassador to Great Britain, uh, and his wife Catherine Thorne, played by Lee Remick, 
who I think was like 40 or something like that around the time. Yeah, I, I so. literally just looked at the age difference, and it's a 20-year difference. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's his wife. So, uh, mm-hmm. Gregory Ain't Hollywood Peck great. Is, yeah, why not? You know, mm-hmm. it's Gregory Peck. So, yeah. it's Gregory it's, Peck. I, I, I feel like I sh- we should let it go for Gregory Peck. We shouldn't. Yeah. But it's Gregory we Peck. Should. And it's the 70s. Yeah. So, yeah. And he's an, he's a politician. So whatever, uh, and then they patriarchy have a for all. That's true. They have a <laughs> child that they uh, that they comfortly named Damien, uh, which I have in my in my teaching career. I have never come. I literally have never come across a student named Damien that's been a pleasant experience. Uh, it's one of those names um, that I think just. You're destined. You're predestined to live a life of hardship if your name. Now, of course, I'm sure we're we're going to have all kinds of backlash of all our Damien fans that are going to be. Like, My name's Damien, and I do great things. I got a Damien uh, this year. Do. I'm working with. He's, he seems like a pretty uh, pretty good That's kid. That's good. That's yeah. good. And I'm just my personal recollection in my 19 years of education. I've probably come across five or six of them, and uh, yeah, they're not quite Damien Thorn level, but. Did you check under their hairline? I did not. I didn't have that chance. Uh, Unfortunately, I stopped cutting kids' hair once I was fired from my first teaching job. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) For cutting their hair. (laughs) Uh, There's a story, and it's not exactly false. Um, No, I was a wrestling coach and was instructed by the referee that that boy's hair is too long. And the head coach said, Osborne, go cut it. So snipped his hair you know i was told and uh yeah the i didn't think i did a bad job but the parent yeah it fell on my feet unfortunately as i was quickly thrown under the bus when the head coach got in trouble Mm, Uh, that's how that works yeah and it ended up honestly being the demise of my first teaching job it was like that's enough like okay i wasn't tenured so that's all they needed uh Mm -hmm. but whatever uh, other characters outside the Thorne family, we have a very curious photographer slash journalist by the name of Jennings, played by David Warner. Uh, you would recognize him from that little Ev- film called Titanic. <laughs> from uh, everything made in, made yeah. from 1975 to 1997. Yeah, so he was in he was in that little indie film Titanic, but he mm-hmm. was also in that big budget blockbuster Waxwork. Um, <laughs> which I would prefer to watch Waxwork over Titanic. Uh, and then two more characters, kind of Jennings' unofficial partner in crime is Father Brennan, a mm-hmm. very concerned priest uh, and looking out for the Thorn family. And very ha- got haunted man. That, that Very yeah. haunted. And then, and then we have arguably the most evil person in the movie, Mrs. Blaylock. Yeah. Uh, who is, oh, Damien's nanny, I suppose, but uh, yeah, she is something else. Um, yeah, she she. If there's no reason to fear Damien, if you've got Mrs. Blaylock around, because she's the real terror. Um, so that's it. I've got six. Did you? Were there any you wanted to add? Nah, that's good. Nah. <laughs> the others are yeah. just yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. That's really all you need to know. It's about those six, and I I was even on the fence about Father Brennan, but yeah, he had a cool he had a cool death, so I thought I should he try did to in. he did that made the front page, <laughs> <laughs> the front page, front page. 
I know. I love that too. It's like, hey, we need to get this cup. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me grab a photo real quick for the paper. <laughs> before you throw a sheet over him or before you take him off his skewer, let me. <laughs> he's, he's on a priest kebobbed. He's on a spit. Like <laughs> a rotisserie priest. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Got to get a picture for, for the front page. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was something. I, uh, I, I'm glad. It, now, I, I have never seen a 70s newspaper where they've had someone in their death pose on the front page. But <laughs> I hope when I go that I make front page. <laughs> like, like, what, like with however a, with I a die. Picture. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, if that's what I mean. Like, it's not front yeah. page news. It's front, front page, right. like, like a front page photo. <laughs> right. So, like, like right. if, whether it's like a grisly accident or just like, you know, old right. age in my deathbed or yeah. whatever. Like, I, there better be a photo of me. <laughs> deceased like for quarter, about yeah. for about 30 seconds on, on the front page I want, of, of the I newspaper. want a quarter quarter page photo of of my death pose but yeah I actually I've taken I've already taken ads out you know with the local newspapers just in uh-huh. the in the event of my untimely demise just to secure the spot <laughs> yep yep I, I took a quarter page out <laughs> weekly right. it's it's expensive but it's worth it yeah right above the local hvac place <laughs> right someone's got to sponsor it yep oh so <laughs> this this grizzly murder brought to you by <laughs> by, by sam's heating and cooling <laughs> your furnace on the fritz call sam's <laughs> your one your one-stop shop for all heating and cooling needs <laughs> No. Smooth segue into <laughs> the beginning of the Obed. What am I real oh. smooth? Yep, and we start with one of my favorite movie tropes, which we mentioned this last week when we were talking about Children of the Corn. Oh. Some, one of my favorite movie movie tropes, like the chanting, singing, oh, yeah. in, in movies like this that have like yeah. religious or spiritual elements to it. <laughs> <laughs> like like the the Latin the Latin phrase for this song is called like like dear satan or something like that like you know in a, yeah they they just jump right into it like we've got the philharmonic here right yeah, yeah. okay let's get him going <laughs> is that like is that like dear abby dear satan i th- i think so yeah dear, dear satan he's dear really satan. soft he's a soft-hearted fella i've he's been with my mis- man for 18 months and he <laughs> hasn't just- said the l word yet <laughs> what <laughs> should i do ask it for a friend a- wink <laughs> It's like before Delilah was on the air, we had Satan. <laughs> Satan had a ra- he had a radio a syndicated radio spot. <laughs> Look, you know, single red male looking for my lost son. <laughs> I could see like like the teaser image of him just like twirling his tail in his hand. <laughs> yeah, with smoke billowing behind him. <laughs> So we open with uh, with Robert in a limo in Rome, yeah. and and we get a voiceover from someone else that says the child is dead. He breathed, but for a moment. So yeah. like right away you're like, okay, uh, dead kids who are in Rome, right. <laughs> an American in Rome. You know, it's it's a very dark motif. Like it's a very literally dark film. You, you know yes. what though? Huh? The the wrong kid died. <laughs> You've been waiting with that one, haven't you? I have. There's, like, there's our weekly reference to walk hard with the Dewey Cox story. At least we get to throw it out like in the opening scene. That's right. It wrong does, it, wrong it, kid died. And it works in this one. It does. Wrong kid died. 
<laughs> the poor thorns. <laughs> so yeah, he pulls up to a church or a convent, or it might have even been like it, like I, like a part of the hospital, I guess. Yeah, I, don't I think know. I think it was I think it was a hospital because because like I think it's a a, a hospital that's affiliated with with the right. church. Yeah, and this was back before like giant hospital organizations had a catholic name and took over all the hospitals i think this was a legit like church hospital yeah so and so robert again who's the was it uh who's about about to be named the american ambassador to britain he's just a politician yeah just rando american politician right in rome (laughs) yeah talks to this priest about his dead kid and he takes the priest's advice, Oz, and he um, he adopts a random child to replace to replace his dead son, and yeah. doesn't tell his wife. So we're Mr. off to Thorn. a we're off to a rip yeah. roaring start here, Oz. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Mister Thorne, we've got an opportunity for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, we know that your child died, but guess what? Your wife doesn't know it, and we just happen to have this loose baby without a without a mom over here. Yeah, without like, a, a, a mother or any relatives or anyone yeah. to claim it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we've got we've got the Catholic Church like we got to get rid of this baby, you know. And we've got an American politician that's like, I can't deal with a scandal. There's no scandal for having a deceased child. Like, but it's just he sweeps it up like, whoo, that was a close one. Like. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna full speed ahead on this plan, oh. Yep. So he accepts the baby, and he lies to his wife. I mean, yeah. so right again, yeah, right well, away, I we're don't off even to know. a great ethical start here. I I think in his mind though, it's not a lie if it never comes up. <laughs> I just think like she just she never asked him because why would a mother ask? Is this our kid? You know, she just she's been handed a baby and she's like, oh my child, because. I came in here pregnant, I gave birth, and now I have a baby in my arms, and Robert's sitting back like, yep. You know <laughs> what this done. You know what this All movie does? Night. It proves the Dwight Schrute approach to making yes. sure you bring the correct baby home. <laughs> you make a mark He's on right. it that only you would recognize. <laughs> right. You take the Sharpie, Robert Thorne. Yep. And uh, Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's just, and you know what? We're not even going to feel guilty about it. We're not going to have any sense of remorse. We came here expecting to go home with a baby, and we have a baby. So yep, here we, we got go. a baby. And we didn't take the baby. They gave it to us. Yeah, so they uh, have a baby. And it's they not have a baby. theirs. He knows that. She doesn't. Right. Uh, ever. She a... never knows it. No. She never finds out. So this this is Unless a, a I healthy relationship <laughs> built on trust. But you know what? She's 20 years younger than he is. What? She's just dumb. What is she going to know? <laughs> I'm debating whether to, whether to pile onto this or not. <laughs> I mean, he's clearly much more intelligent than she is. I mean, he's, tw- he's got 20 years more life experience. <laughs> he's a 60-year-old first-time dad. When you, co- like... yeah, when, you, when you combine politics and, and Hollywood, this is the result you yeah. get. Yeah, so... Good for you, sixty-year-old first-time dad. <laughs> right? Hey, how many kids does Mick Jagger have? He's still spitting them out. Alec Baldwin still—he's up. He's up in the kid count. Eddie Murphy's got like ten. Hmm. So why can't Gregory Peck have an extra one at sixty, or a first one at sixty? I mean, I guess you can't argue that logic. Don't discriminate. Quit discriminating. <laughs> All right, that's, that's me. That's All right, so we, we we cut to a couple years later. And Robert has, has shared, he's the new ambassador to Britain. Good for Robert. They got a new home. Yeah. 
right. he kind of they kind of half joke about like, oh, Kathy, you're going to be the next, uh, you know, is a future first lady. So like, this is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he it so it insinuates he knows like the president. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like they're playing themselves up to be like the Caucasian Jeffersons. They're just moving <laughs> on up. Like. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought of here. That that's the analogy here. That the Jeffersons equal the Thorns. Well, that's how he's acting. We're just moving, moving on, on up. up to Great Britain. All right. <laughs> to the White House. <laughs> uh we then cut to Damien's fifth birthday. They're kind of in the in the backyard of this like palatial estate. Yeah, having in, a carnival for his birthday. Yeah, in Great Britain. We get introduced to Keith the photographer. Played by the one and only David Warner, and also, yeah. also the supporting role played by his scarf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he de- <laughs> he definitely had a scarf. He reminded me of Snoopy in his Red Baron pose, like just <laughs> always that scarf billowing somewhere. Yeah, this like silk scarf that's just tucked in there. I, I yeah. don't know if that was his choice or if that was like a greater creative choice or whatever, but I don't know Who what knows? it is. That that scarf bothered me. That's that's a David Warner choice. It's got to be. I you had figure, a feel, Yeah. Yeah, this with this being like one I think this may have been Richard Donner's like first film kind of thing. He wasn't at liberty to be like Warner scarf now. I think Warner's like I'm going to put this on and I'm going to see if I could just keep it on and it was so inconsequential that he was now stuck with it for the whole movie. Yeah. Donner, you want to keep that Superman gig? I keep the <laughs> right. scarf. That's right. Besides if I don't have the scarf on, my head might fall off. <laughs> well, but you can't argue that logic. Right. It's like the yellow like the yellow ribbon was that short story or something like that. Where <laughs> We get introduced to a young nanny who's there, and she's kind of, you know, doing her nanny thing with, with little five-year-old Damien. Did you, see, did you see in the trivia who this nanny is? I know I read it, but I, but I forget right now. Who's it's the nanny? Jack, pa- Jack Palance's daughter. That's right. One arm, push up himself. Yeah, Jack was working on a TV show with Richard Donner, and Donner had told him he was going to be filming this movie in Britain, and Jack Pounce told him, hey, when you get over there, look up my daughter. She's a great actress. So he did, and here she is. She's the first nanny of Damien's. Yep, yep, the first, but not the last. No. She she gets into a staring contest with a random Rottweiler that just happens Mm -hmm. to be walking around this estate. (laughs) It brought his own soundtrack every time yeah. he saw this Rottweiler. He's cranked <laughs> <it> to 11. <laughs> he's a Latin Rottweiler. So, <laughs> hey, it's what is it, the the root language of all the of all the European right. languages? Uh, so Damon's on a merry-go-round, and yeah, they're having a, having a great time. Having a great time, and then he's you hear smiling. You hear Jack Palance's daughter yell off camera, right. "Look at me, Damien! It's all for you." Right, and and, and be- before this, see, like she, like she was, she had Damien like the whole time, and mm-hmm. Catherine was like, "I'll, I'll take him," you know, like I want to yeah. be with my kid, and and she was, I won't say put off by it, you know, the nanny, but almost like, like she was playing a role here that we, you know, elaborate on here, you know, momentarily, but mm-hmm. but it was, you know, it, it was, it was definitely, you know, in the works kind of thing, but yeah, she, like you said, she's yelling. Look at me, Damien. She's it's loud too. It's all she's oh, yeah. ways away, and yeah. she's like, like well, she oh like, she is standing on like the fourth floor balcony or whatever. That's true. With I mean, a bullhorn, maybe it's, it's we called. Didn't, the, I didn't see the bullhorn. It's called the Doppler effect, Oz. Look it up. <laughs> it's true. I'm, I'm pretty. So I'm pretty sure that's the right science here. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. Doppler effect. Look it up. Yeah. If it fits. <laughs> you know, the Better Doppler yet, effect is, is don't is, even just take my word for it. You don't yeah, have to look yeah, it up. Yeah, don't don't look it up. I'm yeah. a man of science. <laughs> right. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. So yeah, the, so you know, foghorn nanny up here is <laughs> billowing out. Look at me. <laughs> and she has a rope around her neck. <laughs> it's all for you. Oh, so creepy. Yeah, Ugh. step steps off, and not only is it graphic, just being you know the yeah. someone hanging themselves, but her her body, her corpse swings into this huge glass window. Yes. So it's a very off-putting scene, I'm, an intentionally off-putting. Yes. And, it, and yes. it's you know like what ten minutes into the movie, something right. like that. And I I know, man, and you'll probably you know you'll probably back me up on this. This is something I think this movie does very well. Is it's a horror film, and if but. But it's a horror film because of like three or four moments. Yeah. You take those three or four moments out and it's it's just a family drama, you know? <laughs> I'd say it's, it's basically, going back to my, my marriage, it's basically Beethoven. Basically. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it's, 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 it's a thriller drama. But it's like three scenes in this movie really yeah. push it into that horror. And this is the first of the ones that yes. I'm thinking of. Absolutely. So, you know, we cut to Robert arriving to the ambassador's office the next day, kind of accosted by reporters, and he accidentally yeah. breaks Keith's camera, and he says Ooh. he'd rather Robert owe him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he apologizes. Send me the bill. I'll take care of that. And, yeah, I'd Jennings... Rather you owe play, me. Yeah, Jennings plays it up. Yeah, he, he again, takes a, takes, a, <laughs> takes a note right out of the White Shroot playbook of... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's better it's better to be owed a favor in the future than yep. to receive payment now yep <laughs> so he's basically he probably owns a beet farm also i he probably does yeah mm -hmm. this uh the the office was heavily influenced by the decisions of the omen yeah i mean they mark go your, hand mark in your hand. child at the hospital you know that was it that led to dwight yeah it's yeah, yeah. there's definitely i mean miss baylock baylock is basically angela <laughs> <laughs> yeah with a, with <laughs> yeah definitely with a little meredith in her uh-huh yeah <laughs> got a little crazy meredith in there yeah i mean and, and gregory peck is basically kevin basically yeah yeah <laughs> i was thinking more creed bratton who's you know 20 years creed. older than everybody else in the movie there you go there you go creed bratton <laughs> who's like 80 years old now in real life or something crazy right like that. oh yeah so uh we're in um we're in the office with uh, with Robert, we're in his office, and a Father Brennan asks to see him. It's personal, so he gets buzzed yeah. in, and he, and he speaks in hushed tones because that's the kind of moment that this is. It's very and that's urgent, all it, and that's all it takes in seventies politics to get to the person you want to talk to is just say it's personal. Oh, well, in that <laughs> it's, case, it's personal. Uh, you know, buzz uh, him in, Ambassador Thor, and, and, and a, everyone else leaves. Security, you stay outside. Yeah. Ambassador Thorne, there's a priest here to see you. Well, what's he want? He says it's personal. All right. Okay. <laughs> Send him in. Cancel right. my 12 o'clock. <laughs> right. I've never seen nor heard of this man in my life, but it's personal. So. Yep, it's got to okay. be important. So he comes in and he's speaking in hushed tones. You must accept Christ as your Savior. You must accept him now. Yeah, I don't know if I'd have led with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely got my attention. Yeah. It was very Latter-day Saints of him. Yeah. <laughs> he like, <laughs> you got a moment to talk about Jesus. <laughs> like, I'd have probably led with a... Yeah. 
So what has ambassadorship <laughs> done for you lately? <laughs> right. So I was waiting for him to hand over a copy of Watchtower or something like that. <laughs> Here's a copy of the Gideon's Bible. And <laughs> right. Yada, yada, yada. Anyway. Uh, one thing leads to another. <laughs> right. I was at the hospital. And your soul is condemned for all of eternity. Yeah. So, yeah, it's this this guy knows something's up. He knows that something's going to happen. He knows bad things are going to happen here. Uh, and he, he makes reference to the son of the devil. He'll kill once. He'll kill again. You know, there's Until a picture of everything. Yeah, there's a picture of Kathy and Damien prominently placed uh, yeah. in the framing of these shots here. It, it it's yeah. I mean, imagine being Robert in this scene and like this guy busts in. Yeah. Like, I mean, granted, you did allow him in, so it's kind of right. on him. Yeah, a little bit. But it's also it's also somehow refreshing to see a man of the cloth actually like extremely devoted to the religion side of the cloth. As opposed to a lot of your mega church, you know, people mm -hmm. that we have around today that are like, oh, the Lord says, send me all your money. And, yep. you know, and so it is nice to guy walk in and be like, hey, son of the devil's around. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, so, uh, okay. So, <laughs> I need so to between, <laughs> between Father Brennan and, and the, uh, the priest in Dead Alive, um, there aren't many movie men of the cloth that are as devoted as those two. Because, you know, he 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 kicks butt for the Lord. Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> uh, and, and this guy, Brennan, says that I saw its mother. Interesting yeah. way to talk about the mother yeah. of a human child. Right. I saw its mother. Oh, yeah. He's he's convinced, I mean, from day one. Nope, nope. This is not. This is the son of the devil. And you took him home with you. And now I'm warning you about him. Why has he waited five years? I well, I I was wondering because nothing happened in five years. What is it with that five year mark? Like, Damien's been the son of the devil for spoiler alert uh, for five years. <laughs> what what what? It's like, <laughs> it's like until his first until his fifth birthday, nothing awful happened. That's it. Like the the Doberman doesn't show up until his fifth birthday. The nanny doesn't hang herself. It's like all of these are on his fifth birthday. And this is the day after his fifth birthday. So it's like Father Brennan's been waiting. Like, oh, the time has come. Guess what? And now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Buzz, oh, by buzz the way, in. yeah, that kid that you took home five years ago, son of Satan. Uh, sorry we talked you into it, though. Like, Because they did. They were, like, talking him into You need to take this kid. So if Father Brennan was at the church slash hospital that night, why was he so on board with sending home the son of the devil with someone else? I mean, he he said, he plainly said, I saw its mother. Yeah. So you'd yeah. think he would have been weirded out about it then, especially oh, since yeah. it, later in the film we find out what it was. What it's what's its mother looked like. Yeah. Yeah. It's And these guys, I don't know, I don't get it. You'd have thought that if the son of the devil were on earth, that in a... Catholic Church would have been the best place to, to like, control it. Yeah. Instead of like, you'd, well, let's let's send them out in the world, see what happens. You'd think they'd be more prepared. Right. You'd think so. Nope. No. So uh, we get a quick cut to uh, Keith to Jennings in his apartment, developing some pictures, and he notices a strange shape in the background. Yeah. Yeah, he keeps taking pictures of uh, keeps taking pictures of Father Brendan every chance he gets 
you know, he sees them and takes a picture. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, he's develops a couple of them now. And you're right, there's a there's an error in the film. Mm-hmm. There's a little line that seems to go through people. Yeah. Hey guys, Just Father Brennan. <laughs> hey guys, back at uh, back at the uh, the residence here, we get introduced to Miss Baylock. They yeah. said they said a new nanny. The governor's the agency. Yeah. The, and again, like the Thorns have a real issue with letting people into their proximity without clearance. Mm-hmm. Like you are the American ambassador to Great Britain. You are an important person. Your wife knows you're an important person, and yet this lady shows up. And uh, I'm Mrs. Blaylock. Well, uh, you know, so they like, can I, I need to go see your son. Oh, absolutely. Like she's halfway down the hallway before the thorns are like, oh, wait a wh- second. Wait a second. Who are wait you Wait a again? moment. And so they, uh, they ask her, well, how, why are you here? Oh, the agency sent me. All right. Well, if the agency. That ag- checks out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, proceed. <laughs> Go nanny my child. Nothing called the, the agency could ever do right. anything wrong or evil. And, and go nanny my child as I'm a am I stay at home mom of a single five year old boy. I clearly need help. Ugh. Well, we get a little scene of uh, of Balak talking to Damien. You know, she goes in and talks to him and closes the door behind her, and she says, "Have no fear, little one. I am here to protect thee." Yeah. And he's all like, mm, okay. You just wonder. I don't think at this point, at this point, I don't think Damien fully recognizes who he is. I don't know if Damien fully recognizes ever who he is because he's only five through the entire movie. But um, I don't think he, I really don't think like he knows who he is. I mean, because he calls him mom and dad. And, you know, mm-hmm. so um, I think that that is. And so with her saying that, I don't think he gets that. Well, regardless, uh, they bring him to church. There's a, a wedding, right? They're going to yeah, a wedding. Yeah, they got to go to a wedding. Yep, going yep, to a yep, wedding. Yep. And uh, Balak's trying to make every excuse for him not to go. Ah, and finally, boy doesn't need to be at a wedding. Yeah, he doesn't understand what's going on. And so Kathy's yeah. like, my son is going to the wedding. He's like, good for you, Kathy, standing up yeah. for your son, right. which you should do because you're his mother but we've seen you do it twice now Uh, Mm -hmm. i will take my son on the carousel while you go hang yourself (laughs) (laughs) and i will take my son to this wedding even though we have a nanny that we don't know why but yeah i agree good for you step in when step in when it's good for appearances yeah when it's convenient for you to be to be a parent Right. So they pull up to the church. Uh, Damien kind of looks distressed at the sight of the church, and he's just kind of staring off into space. He's a little sweaty. Yeah. And then he freaks out. Yeah, he he waits for... Screeching. Yeah, yeah, he waits for Robert to get out of the car, and then he just... Yeah, he goes after Mom. Yeah, he he goes ape poo-poo. And he, he's right. scratching at Kathy, clawing at her, screaming, Pulling no, her help. Yeah. So they go back home. And you know what, though? As a as a former photographer that shot dozens and dozens of weddings, the Thorns probably dodged a bullet here. Five-year-old kids at a wedding with nothing else to do can be a real pain. So... <laughs> Uh, he was, you know, they, they probably, they probably dodged a bullet on this one. So <laughs> should have listened to the nanny. We should have listened. And what, and really, what was Baylock going to do at home with him? She was just going to protect him. They could have gone and had a nice evening, left him at home. Like she was where she needed to be. So she was just going to, 
Yeah, it'd have been fine. It'd have been fine. Thorns are awful parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not really good. They, they, good they, they really are. They're not. Uh, let's see. Later, uh, Robert walks by Damien's room and he's greeted by the the growling Rottweiler that they was it a Rottweiler? Doberman. Doberman. Okay. Rob, I don't know. I who it was a angry was a, dog. Yeah, it was a junkyard dog. Not <laughs> the not the junkyard. It's not, dog. It's not JYD. <laughs> Which would have made this movie. It, it would have. It would have been a comedy had JYD been. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it is. Oh, that would have been. Oh, that would have been awesome. Oh, the acting prowess of JYD across from Gregory Peck. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, I I want to see that movie. I, I do too. <laughs> I I know they remade the Omen with Liev Schreiber and uh, that other lady, Julia Stiles. Um, I want to see another remake. Only bring in somebody to be JYD. <laughs> JYD, Jake the Snake Roberts, and Brother uh-huh. Love. Yeah, brother, yeah. Lo- brother, love as Father Brennan, <laughs> <laughs> complete with red face. <laughs> I would, <laughs> and, and, I would and, love and, that. And Paul Bearer as Jennings. Yeah, yeah Undertaker's in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Under- <laughs> Paul Bearer as Jennings, complete yeah. with a neck scarf. Yeah, yeah. Although I don't know if yeah. Paul Bearer could have fit a neck scarf in there. He had yeah. uh, he had se- several necks. <laughs> Sk- Scary Sherry is Mrs. Baylock. Yep. Oh yeah, that would have been a good casting. <laughs> it would have been. But of course, Jake the Snake plays Kathy Thorne. <laughs> She's the mom <laughs> yeah. with her hair, with her long yeah. hair. Yeah, Jake is Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to see this movie <laughs> desperately. Oh, that, that's. Oh, that that would. Uh, yeah, that would that would be something to see that combination of of, of characters and people in those roles. That, yes, that, that's all I got there. Um, so Robert scolds Baylock, like, what is this dog doing I, I, in our I, home? I and she, she's like, well, I found it outside. He's a good dog. guard dog. We could use a watchdog. So I brought this, <laughs> this random seething dog inside. Right. The one, the one with his own Latin chanting soundtrack every time he's on screen. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good spot for him. In your son's room. <laughs> She's a great nanny. And, and these are great and again, parents. And she's like, I'll get rid of it soon. Yeah, and it's, Robert's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, how does, I don't know. I shouldn't project, like, his parenting parenting skills and his, you know, his kind of home attributes and, and, and how he conducts things in his household to what he does for a living. But, like, does he get stepped on by, like, other ambassadors and, like, you know, diplomats in his day I, job? I wouldn't be surprised if his day job is the focus of everything and that yeah. this, like, he loves his wife. I, I believe that. But but it's, but she's 20 years younger than he is. I mean, it, it, the, as actress, like, she's a trophy. Yeah. Um, you beat and, me to it. I was going to go there next, but yeah. Yeah, she's a trophy, you know, this cute little blonde mom, you know, and, you know, and, and I've got a son. It's like, having a son was so important that they took a son it's not even their son like it yes it's awful that their son died at birth unfortunately that happens and you mourn and you try to live a life for that you know as part of your reality but not him he's like oh i'll just take that kid and 
insert him into our family because it's never mentioned again mm-hmm. that it's not his kid. Like he, from the moment that they took that baby home, he has never addressed that child as being from somebody else's conception. It's it's my kid. I think it's the outwardly projection is all that matters to him. And yeah. so I, doubt, I don't think he gets walked over. I think he probably steps on as many people as he can on his climb to the top and and whatever's going on at home is of ill importance well it's good politics it's good optics exactly it's, it's good yeah. branding i'm a family man yeah that reminds me of a episode of the simpsons where selma and troy mcclure get married uh-huh. and troy, troy mcclure uh who has an agent who's played by, who's voiced by jeff goldblum uh, and he's like, you know what? Like you've gotten married. Yeah, that's what the people want right now. Now, now, you know, it's it's good. It's good publicity for you to have a kid, and that's when Selma calls it off. Right. Yeah. Because it's not genuine, and that's yeah. again, I do feel he loves his wife. I do. I mean, I I don't think that he's completely heartless because we do see as the movie goes on that he does completely shift his focus from paying attention to being a politician to yeah. rectifying the situation where he has given a home to the son of the devil. <laughs> but at this but at this point like his priority is let's don't don't make my home life stress me out. I've got bigger more important things mm-hmm. to focus on. Yep, he he doesn't let himself feel dad guilt. And how hard can it be to be the US ambassador to Great Britain? Yeah, like you're you, an you, ally. You drink some tea. But I'm just saying it's like they're an ally. It's not like you're trying to get everybody, you know, get their government on board with what we're doing in the States. Like we're part, we're friends, we're partners. Yeah. Like it's, it's a cush job. You eat and, some boiled meat with the queen. Right, yeah. yeah. That's all yeah, you gotta do. That's all you have to do. Just yeah, maybe shove some potatoes. In a, yeah. Just shove, shove vegetables in some animal stomach and you're good to go. With, eat it with pudding. Yeah. Yeah, you just you remember to call it, you know, the the loo and the lift, and, yeah, and you're set. That's all you have. That's yeah. all there is. It's color. It's color say, with a U. Right. Yeah. Just add U's to everything. Everything you put an O in, put a U after it, and I mean oh, that's really the hardest part. Yeah. And now his focus is, you know, Mrs. Baylock's playing him like a fiddle, though. Oh, oh yeah. I'll get rid of that dog. Oh, okay. Thank you, <laughs> nanny. We never hired. <laughs> So, uh, Oz, next they go to the zoo. Oh, Kathy, oh. Kathy takes it, Damien, to the zoo. Let's go to the zoo. And this Who is doesn't the... love the zoo? <laughs> well, Damien. I will say the animals... Well, Damien did... loves the zoo. The, 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 animals, the animals don't like the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a fun scene, by the way. It's not it a is, long yeah. scene, but it's a fun... It just kind of... And it doesn't really do much for the plot. But... No. It's, it's fun, and it demonstrates, you know, just how... How evil of a, of a presence, you know, right. and how because because you know, like in any movie or TV show, the animals are always the first to know. Yes, yeah, animal instincts play a mm. huge part in you know if you see them running out of a out of the forest, then you need to run too because <laughs> animals lead the way. <laughs> What's gotten into Banjo? Storm must be coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, even Lassie, people'd fall in the well and. No one would know if Lassie wasn't there to tell him that Timmy fell in the well again. Yeah, Lassie just knew. It's it's called yeah. canine intuition. Right. And so same here, giraffe intuition. Yeah, baboon intuition. Right. I love how the giraffes don't take off right away. Like Damien shows up and he's looking at the giraffes and he's having a good time because he is a five-year-old kid. He's mm-hmm. been raised as a five-year-old kid. Giraffes he has are fun. Been, 
Yeah, he hasn't been raised by Satan worshipers or paganists or anything. Like, he's been raised as a five-year-old child. So he's like, oh, you know, he's just looking at these, uh, you know, at these drafts. The drafts are eating the leaves. And it's almost like one of the drafts catches a glimpse of him there. Like, he'd been there and he, the draft didn't recognize it because he's 20 <laughs> feet below him. And he sees him and it's like, oh, it's kind of startles and then... They all take off. It would have been better (laughs) if a draft did a double take. Like, oh, I know. That's kind of how they reacted, though. Like, with a big long neck. Like, (laughs) eyes get all big. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe when we redo the the omen with 80s 80s era wrestlers, we'll make sure the drafts do a double take. (laughs) The draft does a spit take. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what the great Kali playing the giraffe? The great Kali, <laughs> the great Kali and El- Elegante. Yeah, it's the, the giraffe. There you go. <laughs> uh, so they the giraffes run away, and then they go to the baboon exhibit. Yeah, the drive-through baboon yeah. exhibit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so basically the baboons attack the car. And I yeah. guess uh, Lee Remnick was was pretty freaked out at this. In, yeah, in real I, life. I, I'm sure you read it too. I saw in yeah. the trivia that. That they wanted an authentic reaction out of the baboons, so they took a baby baboon into the car, and the baboons could care less. But when when they when the zookeeper took like the lead baboon, the rest of the baboons, like everything you saw in film was legit. Like they yeah. are they are trying to destroy the car and everyone in it. And Donner's like, keep rolling, <laughs> keep, keep rolling. going. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> And very, very Stanley, scene. Stanley Kubrick esque oh, approach yeah. there. Only Kubrick would have had Lee Remick outside of the car. <laughs> yeah, getting torn <laughs> to pieces. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, this was definitely uh, and because it's like whatever you feel unsafe, just go ahead and drive away. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we've got thirteen baboons on our car. Just drive away. We yeah. can always cut. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll edit it out later. Eight baboons killed in production of the Omen <laughs> Front front page of the next day's paper. <laughs> there's one. There's, there's one spear just, going through all eight of them. Just eight baboon. Just eight baboon carcasses. Oh, like a shish kebab. <laughs> and it's sticking vertically out of the ground. It's <laughs> a bunch of rafikis. They're all just skewered that's all that's all the daily that's all the daily beat once on the front page oh we're, we're not making any friends uh with with the animal community today that's all right. i don't well peter peter doesn't follow us on twitter so we're probably all right oh they they are now so they get home and Kathy kind of processes. I'm, I'm crying, by the way. Now, Kathy kind of processes with with Robert about you know she wants to see a psychiatrist about fear she's having. She, you know, Robert even insinuates there's something wrong with Damien. Like, hello, yes. It's like, it's like Robert forgot. Like, oh yeah, this isn't really my kid. I forgot that my actual blood child. Oh yeah. Was was oh, born yeah. to see. Oh, what are they doing? <laughs> Oh, Nigel died. (laughs) (laughs) So the next day, Robert's watching a rugby game, and Keith is there taking photos because apparently he's the only photographer in London. (laughs) In England, yeah. Yeah. And he's just been assigned to the Thorns. (laughs) Yeah, so so he's covering kids' birthday parties and rugby matches (laughs) because. And Father Brennan, wherever Father Brennan happens to be. And so, speaking of Father Brennan, he approaches Robert again and says, Kathy will die unless they talk soon. 
Again, I don't know if I'd have led with that. (laughs) (laughs) Where's Robert's security detail? He doesn't have it. He's in Britain. Where's the Bobbies? (laughs) And so, uh, you know, Keith takes Father Brennan's photo and suspects something. He has kind of a like right. an eerie look on his face, whatever. And later, Keith develops the photos and he notices the same line shadows yeah. in the picture of Brennan. Dun, dun, dun! Yeah. yeah. So, Robert approaches Father Brennan on this park bench and Father oh, Brennan... Right, because he agrees to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> we need to talk because your wife is going to die. Okay. And, uh, Meet me on that park bench tomorrow. Oh, okay. okay. I'll be there. I'll Come be there alone. by myself. Come alone. Okay. <laughs> can, can I bring the Rottweiler? No. <laughs> okay. The Rottweiler that you think has been gotten rid of. Yeah. So, it, Brennan starts citing revelations, talking about Satan taking a human form. He says Robert must travel abroad. And he starts describing, like, how Damien must die. Like, right. Oh, Okay. It's kind of a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Again, like, Brennan, he, I'll give him this. He's a cut to the chase kind of guy. There's no there's no small talk and informality no, no. from Father Brennan. He's no, like, no buttering up a conversation no, there. No, I'm here to talk to you about this and get, and open your ears because here it comes. <laughs> hey, good to see you. How you doing, you old so-and-so? The Book of Revelations. <laughs> your wife is going to die. <laughs> Speaking of Kathy, uh, Brennan says that she's pregnant. Which yeah. Robert, which is news to Robert, right? Brendan, this this was a little eerie. Like maybe Brendan's, I don't know, but like, how did he know? I don't know. He says that Damien's gonna kill the baby in the womb. Um, then he'll kill you, and he will establish his counterfeit Earth. Like, oh, that escalated quickly. <laughs> I'd I'd like to see what Father Brendan does on his downtime. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she collects stamps. I He's... bet he hangs out at the slaughtered lamb. That's what he does. <laughs> the slaughtered lamb. <laughs> in, that's uh... what Father Brennan does, yeah. Was that in, like, Scotland? He had... Yeah, he. that's where he spends his time. He goes to the American Wharf and London yep. Bar. Yep, and Plays darts. And he hangs out, and he hangs out with those people. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, that are just waiting for the next werewolf uprising. Yep. Like, there is no downtime in Brennan's life. It's so, like... The... <laughs> And so Robert walks away and this like eerie wind starts blowing around Brennan and you hear thunder claps and a storm just comes out of nowhere. Out of, yeah, out of yeah. nowhere. Lightning is striking everywhere. Um, Brennan spots a church. He tries to get in. The storm's getting worse. The doors are locked. And then light, uh, and then Oz, I'll, I'll let you take this one. Oz, what, uh. what happens next? <laughs> well, you know, a church, it has... Yeah. A lightning rod on top, um, and the lightning strikes the church, and, and the, the lightning so the, rod. So the rod does its just, purpose. It does its purpose, and it breaks loose, and it comes. And this is a very tall church, by the way. I think mm-hmm. it's important to know that. As it strikes, Father Brennan looks up and he sees the lightning rod break loose of the top of, of the roof of the church, and start javelining itself towards Father Brennan, who makes no effort to move <laughs> no! at all. <laughs> Yes, and uh, and it skewers him right. I, yeah. I it just pierces him. It yeah, pins it, him it to the ground. Sticks to the ground. In the exact oh. yeah, in the exact same location of the slices in the film uh, developed by Jennings. Like yeah. it was a precursor of something's going to happen to Brennan. And it's going to happen right here, and mm-hmm. it does. And uh, 
Thankfully, though, um, you know, a photo, the other photojournalist in London happened to be walking by and uh, <laughs> snapped a quick picture for his front page article. It's the only picture in the movie we see where Brennan or where Jennings didn't take it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Probably Peter Parker, young Peter Parker right, over there, right? <laughs> and Daily so, Bugle. Uh, and uh, but yeah, it, it just that's the end, and it's and it's the second horrific moment of the movie. Yes, um, you know the hanging of the nanny being one, and and Father Brennan getting skewered, and we see it like it, you know it is. Pretty great practical effects, really. I mean, because we see it just pierce him, stick him to the ground, and yeah. he just, of course, immediately dies and falls limp. Uh, but he's, of course, skewered. But he's, but, so but he's, he's propped up, yeah. He's still standing upright. So it is it's like, it's like, a very, sca- like a scarecrow, almost. Yeah, yeah. And uh, not there are any jump, there are really no jump scares in this movie, but the scares are pretty effective because mm-hmm. they, are, they are few and very far between, but they are... They are unsettling, and and this yeah. was the second of which. Yeah, very very cool death sequence here. Yeah. So back at home, uh, Damien's playing loudly, which Kathy's like tells you know Baylock, you know, just get him out. She's upset. Yeah. Damien stares down Kathy. Yeah. Um, Kathy tells Robert she doesn't want any more kids, but I'm also pregnant and I want right. an abortion. Yeah. Oh, we're cool with that, right? Yeah, we could do that. And so Robert's like, uh, okay, because Brennan just told him that like Kathy's right, pregnant. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. So yeah. So that happened. Yeah. Um, Robert gets a phone call. Tell tells him to check the check the newspaper. And there's that picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's By that the way, picture. Maybe Kathy got her pregnancy test taken at the church hospital. That mm. <laughs> maybe maybe she went all the way back to Rome. For, to get a pregnancy test done, and Brennan, who was at the, he was at the church hospital. Mm-hmm. He when, was there, so maybe, maybe that's why Brennan know knew because he doesn't know anything now. He did. Uh, then we get an incredibly unethical psychiatrist, by the way. Um, who's <laughs> it's, it's seventy psychiatrist? Yes, <laughs> Kathy psychiatrist. I roll my eyes. Just mental health depictions in movies. And, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so. Robert goes and talks with Kathy's psychiatrist, you know, like nothing like, you know, you know, client privilege or anything there. Yeah. Who who tells, you know, who tells um, Robert about Damien being like alien and evil. And like, that's how Kathy sort of like is fantasizing about Damien. And right. so like she's having these weird feelings that that Damien is not hers. And the psych the psychiatrist, I took a quote down here. The most important thing for you to do is agree to an abortion. <laughs> that's it that's the most important thing because that's the role of a psychiatrist is to make those kinds of statements not empower it's your, it's not empower 70s. your clients you know you know and not look out for the for the health and well-being but just yeah you should probably just have an abortion yeah let's <laughs> i'm tired of listening to do her yap just give her what she wants <laughs> And yeah, so Robert drives home, and he's just kind of all over the place. Speaking of driving, we get we cut to Damien riding his tricycle around the room. Yeah, yeah, Aww. very Danny in The Shining here. What a cute little scene here. He is. He's, he's, he's just, just riding little... his tricycle. He's making vroom vroom sounds. Oz. Yeah, he is. He's having a good time. He's going vroom vroom. Right, he's just riding in circles in his room. That's yep. what he's doing. He's just in his bedroom, just riding in circles. Yeah. Oz, what's yep. Kathy up to while while he's doing this? 
Kathy is was she hanging a plant or something? Yeah, yeah she like like water in a house plant or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's you know tending to things. Um, you know because they only have the money. You know which they are they. That's an interesting question. Are they paying Mrs. Baylock? I don't know. They never show her like like right. being compensated for her for her services. Because you would think that if she's been sent from the agency, you probably pay the agency, and the agency pays the nannies. Mm-hmm. So the agencies they're still taking these checks from the Thorns. They don't have a nanny there, um, but whatever. Yeah, but so they can, they can't afford like a handyman, but they can afford a nanny. Yep. Um, so she's. You know, she's watering plants, and, you know, as you do, you hang your plants, like, over the railing of your second floor. Yeah, over a giant so, balcony. Yeah. And so she, uh, you know, she gets a little step stool, and, you know, she's gonna, she needs to water that plant. It's important. Mm-hmm. You know, she kind of sets a... It's like she takes, like, a small... There's a fishbowl sitting on it or something. And, yeah. And so Damien's still riding around in circles, and about this time that, uh, that Kathy is... Up in a very vulnerable position. Yes, very precarious. Uh, Baylock opens the door and Damien takes his his uh, big wheel tricycle ride straight at her. Yeah, bumps the yeah. stool out from under Kathy. And, of course, she just, whoa, 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 falls <laughs> over the rail. Hangs yeah. on for a moment. She's got. She must have she some, some, yeah. for, some forearm strength. Yeah, and some like go-go gadget arms because the yeah. trajectory that she fell. We covered trajectory in our other podcast. Let's talk about tangents. Yeah. But anyway, um, you know, she when she fell and then, you know, gave the illusion that yeah she um, she went head over heels and then snatches the the, the like you said the bottom of the railing mm-hmm. there and she, Damien you know, comes right to face with her. Mm-hmm. She's probably got a salmon ladder in the backyard to work on those forearms. <laughs> probably. We yeah, she's a descendant of the of the Popeye family, I believe. So yeah. she's strong to the finish. Yeah, she's <laughs> training for, for a British ninja warrior. <laughs> right. Or one, one of those, those like European slap contests that they have that are big now. <laughs> <laughs> but Damien so he just ha- kinda comes yeah, he just comes she's, face Yeah, to she's face hanging on and, and he just puts his face down and doesn't offer to help her, just stares at her. Realistically she, though, what was he gonna do? Hey mom, you need your hand. Yeah, so he what, he takes her hand. He's five. Well he could at least offer to help. Yeah, he like, could have, like, but we like only, we like, only hear him say like three words the whole like, movie. You want me? You want to get a, get somebody to help you out? Because like yeah. we could do that. Mom, I mean, that 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 dog's yeah. there. Yeah, right. That I'll go down and catch you. <laughs> and she falls and yeah. lands directly on her stomach. Yeah. And problem solved, I guess. Yep. Like cut to the <laughs> cut to the hospital. A doctor says the baby's lost. And and. Uh, and then we cut to the thorns rejoicing, like at the end of, you know, uh, Jedi with Ewoks. It's like everybody's celebrating because apparently everybody wanted the baby gone anyway. So time to celebrate, I guess. <laughs> I don't think they ever uh. said they never said thank you, Damien. <laughs> they never did thank Damien. Well, you know who would be thank happy? you, Mrs. Bailey. You know who would be happy is the psychiatrist. Oh yeah, <laughs> he I'll dodged hear a bullet. that. Don't have to hear about that. Ugh, this is awful, though. <laughs> like, yeah. So you're right. She's in the hospital. Yeah. She lost the child. She mumbles to Robert, "Don't let him kill me." Ro- <laughs> like, that might like be. Nobody, that might be. That might be something to take note of. Yeah. Nobody has. Nobody in this movie does small talk with Robert. 
No, it's Every- all like right there. <laughs> right. It's because he's 60. And if I don't tell him, <laughs> he'll forget. <laughs> he's he's Gregory Peck. Right. He, he takes everything with a grain of salt. <laughs> uh, at home, Robert's checking out a sleeping Damien. Uh, he gets a call from Keith. Keith yeah. Jennings, the photographer, asks, yeah, you need to come over. Which he does. Apparently, he just drops everything in the middle of the night. Shows he just up. And does what he's told. He shows you up. Got to keep your got to keep your voters happy. Or maybe, maybe this was the favor that Jennings was calling in. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, in a deleted scene, he tells not right now, and Jennings is like, "But you owe me." <laughs> it was a very quick snippet. I don't know why they cut it, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it would have made a lot more sense. So yeah, he goes. Absolutely. He goes over and uh, he shows Robert the pictures of the the first nanny. And Father Brennan and how they had this weird shadow with the pictures. Yeah. Uh, so Keith reveals that Father Brennan had a birthmark on his leg of three sixes. So he's been doing some investigation in, in addition yeah. to just his normal, you know, like like photojournalism yeah. here. He's been up in the ante here. Mm-hmm. He's been basically tracking Father Brennan. Notes some weird stuff about a comet passing on June 6th at 6 a.m. The same date of Damien's birth. So um, this is where things, while still obviously yeah. you know in the universe, it's, things get a little. We get a, yeah, we get a little. Yeah, Robert tells Jennings, "Yeah, my biological son is dead," and Keith's <laughs> my like, wife doesn't even know it. Yeah, and so Keith's <laughs> like, "You know what? I'm in this with you because I caught myself in a picture, and that same shadow is hanging over me now too." Yeah, yeah. So he's pulled in, whether he wants to or not. Jennings is right. a part of this. Did anybody ever give thought that it might be the camera? Maybe. I mean, you're you're the photographer yeah. here. Former, retired. I like to say that. Uh, <laughs> it's the last day on the job. I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, there there was a Goosebumps episode uh, with Ryan Gosling about like a killer. Ca- I think it was Ryan Gosling on that one with a killer camera that like the like it when it you take a picture with it and it predicts your death or whatever. Um, I think it was influenced by Jennings' character in The Omen. I think. <laughs> it all traces I don't back know. to Jennings. You know what? I do know. Don't research it. Just take my word for yeah. it. <laughs> it's the same way that the that the Thorns treated Balak. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just take my word for it. Yeah. It'll uh, be fine. It's fine. But, yeah, so, but you're right. Jennings is like, oh, I've got one of those marks too. <laughs> Uh-oh. So now Jennings and Robert travel to Rome, where Damon was go. born. So yep. they So Robert basically just leaves Kathy in the hospital and leave. Yeah. Well, she's safer there than at home. Yeah. So they're off looking for like birth records. A, a taxi driver informs them that the hospital burned down five years ago, including all records in the maternity ward. Dun dun dun. That can't be coincidence, Canada's. Nope, I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Keith reads some more like antichrist mumbo jumbo documentation like okay yeah um i I love in these movies like sheep sheep are always like uh they portend evil like they're driving up to this monastery and like there's sheep everywhere (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why do sheep get a bad rep in horror movies i don't know i don't know sheep and sheep and goats i was gonna say goats yeah I just they they've got horns, especially the goats. I could see the goat of like, ooh, the devil has horns and goats have horns. Uh, cloven but, hooves, maybe that's it. Yeah, that's probably it. Mm-hmm. It's hooves. Yep. I don't know. Sheep and goats, they get a bad rep. 
But I got satyrs your, never. I got but, your sheep. But goats. Satyr, satyrs never do. Hmm. You know, like a half man, half goat. They seem fine. They always <laughs> seem to be helpful in Narnia. <laughs> well, we're we're in. Where are we at? We're in Rome, not Narnia, right yeah. now. So <laughs> that's true. They find a father that's Spiletto. I don't know. Whatever. He was. He was the guy who taught. Who gave Robert the baby five yeah. years ago. Right. And uh, they're told that he's he's taken a fall from grace. So they they find him. And his face is like melted and like he's oh, yeah. he's, he's catatonic. He's in bad shape, Oz. Yes, he is. Poor guy. So Robert starts screaming at this catatonic man, <laughs> like like. I know you know something, as you do. Yeah, as you <laughs> scream it at a at a catatonic person in a monastery. I'm Robert Thorne, ambassador to Great Britain. <laughs> I'm Gregory Peck. <laughs> you need to tell me what I need to know. <laughs> uh, and so he scribbles the name of some old cemetery, which is apparently is the first time he's responded to any kind of stimuli in years. Because nobody's yelled at him. Yeah. You wonder has he heard everything? Oh, I'm sure he has. I hope no one said or did anything unseemly around him, because he probably couldn't do anything about it. No. Yeah, because he wasn't in a coma. He was just catatonic. Yeah, I mean, he was there, but he's not there. Right. So they go to this cemetery that's, like, on the other side of Rome or whatever, and they break in. It's a super dark, dank cemetery. Like, everything's broken, and there's, like, broken fences. and Yeah, it's not the new, it's not the new area of the cemetery. No. No, it's definitely this the is old. This, this is the five-year-old part of the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Robert and Jennings go grave digging. <laughs> grave digger. <laughs> they so go they... roll it in on their monster truck. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some massive air. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they jump. <laughs> they jump grave digger <laughs> they... over, over twenty cars. <laughs> right. They jump the fence. Popple. <laughs> Pop a wheelie, <laughs> smash a school bus, and then dig up a grave. Yeah, they use the giant wheel. They just floor it. It just digs up all the dirt. <laughs> it just, it's like they <laughs> yeah, <laughs> grave digger. American flags flying everywhere. And then they went to the All-State Arena for the rest of the show. <laughs> they did. They did. So they they dig up the grave of the uh, of the woman and the infant boy who died June sixth five years ago, and something starts watching them. You get some first person shots from things that are like creeping around above them, which yeah. is kind of a cool little little. Uh, it was cool thing they they had there. They start by digging up the woman's grave first, and it's no ordinary woman remains. It's nope. a it's a jackal. That's <laughs> right. A jackal, not the like hardcore metal band jackal, but <laughs> or, or the somewhat obscure Spider-Man villain. It is. It's an no, actual it's jackal. A, it's a the bones of a jackal. Yeah. And so jackal they're like bones. So they're like well, old jackal bones. What What about this child grave? We got to dig that one up too. And there's there's a and a human infant there with a cracked skull. Yeah. So that so that was Robert and Kathy's biological child right. buried there. That also that also got skewered by a much smaller lightning rod. Mm-hmm. Right. Not really. And then I don't know where the four Rottweilers attack. 
Yeah. <laughs> they should have stayed in the monster truck. They wouldn't have got attacked up there. <laughs> Nothing's getting in a grave, Digger. <laughs> so there's there's a, a scene fraught with tension as yeah. they, they escape. Robert kind of like impales his arm on like like t- top of the fence. Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah. And then later on, he just kind of patches himself up. Right. He's He doesn't have the Peter Horton... Uh, yeah. No, he's not, he's, he's he no, doesn't have the dedication of a Peter Horton. No, he's Gregory, no Peter Horton. Gregory Peck is no Peter Horton. <laughs> he does not you have heard it here. Ath- athletic prowess of Peter Horton. <laughs> and the awareness of injury. Uh, you heard it here <laughs> first, folks. <laughs> Peter Horton's career has been stolen by Gregory Peck. <laughs> so they're back at the at their hotel in Rome, and Robert calls Kathy at the hospital. He's like, you got to get out of London now. you got to come to Rome. <laughs> Pack your bags <laughs> and get and get over here. Hide your friends. Hide your <laughs> wife. Get over here. <laughs> right. uh, and, uh, and so she's like, okay, like I, I guess we could do that. So she starts packing her bags up. You get this like cool, eerie reflection of herself in the window. Yeah, and, like, and, it you, was cool. and you know, like something's gonna happen here. That window. Oh, yeah. That window wouldn't have reflected itself. No, that real thin window yep. on the high rise floor of the hospital. So as Kathy's like taking off her, I don't know, like sheen something or other, like it's yeah, not like I a, know. I don't know, whatever. Like she's taking off her saran no. wrap, right? And, she's... <laughs> and she hears someone, and she turns, and who's at the hospital? Who's in her room, Oz? Billy Whitelaw, <laughs> Mrs. Baylock. That's she's the actress. There. <laughs> and Kathy's terrified, and we get another one of my favorite tropes. We get the yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and we Dr- cut to <laughs> go ahead oh no you go ahead so yeah we cut to kathy crashing through the window you know this is this is a richard donner thing you know mm-hmm. if you've seen if you've seen lethal weapon especially the opening scene you know richard donner loves to throw pretty women from the top of a building landing onto uh-huh. a vehicle down below I, I, Richard I, oh, and I yeah. just thought of that. I'm like, wait a minute. Donner's yeah. done this. This is his thing. Oh, we also get Lois Lane like falling off things and like was both, yeah. both Superman one and two, I think. You get you you know, you get uh Josh Brolin's character in Goonies flying off the cliff on his bike. Mm-hmm. Well, not his bike, but but yeah, so it's a Donner thing. He loves to see pretty people fall from high places. Director trope. Yeah, if he would have directed Forrest Gump, you bet Jenny would have jumped. <laughs> oh, but yes, honor. we see her come flying from above as she comes crashing through an ambulance roof. A tinfoil ambulance roof. Yep, she did. She's gone. And only uh, bleeding from the mouth. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was she landed, you know, <laughs> you know, corner of mouth first. Right. <laughs> it's Lee Remick. We got to keep her pretty. Yeah. Even in death. That's an ambassador's wife. Like, come on. We can't have her ugly on the front page of tomorrow's paper. I mean, she is the trophy wife. That is, yeah. <laughs> so Robert gets a call. Kathy's dead. And he's yep. heartbroken, as he should be, because... Yeah, because... The only, the only person he really loved in this movie just died. Because he, <laughs> you know, left her alone. So Keith comes in, and he's like, I got the name of the town that we gotta go to. Translates to Armageddon. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. Right. 
more, yeah, more, I know. It's more, like, more, more churchy, revelationy type stuff. I like, mean, they okay. lay it, they lay it on real thick. Oh yeah, it's not like, through the okay. whole movie though. Like it just, it really, it like started like a wedge. It started small, you know, and then really broadened out to where now everything is religious. Yeah, there's nothing subtle in this movie. No, no. Uh, Robert tells Jennings Kathy's dead, and quote unquote, I want Damien to die too. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it's like I even have he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to be a single dad with a kid. <laughs> a sixty year old single dad with a five year old, like I just I just in my head just had an image of like an eighties sitcom like opening role at like <laughs> <laughs> something about a sixty year old single dad. Right. He's trying to make it on his own. With with his son's the Antichrist. <laughs> Tune in Tuesday nights at eight for Devil and Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Tony Danza. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Emmanuel Lewis. <laughs> Guest starring Jake the Snake Robert. <laughs> oh, let's see. We cut to Keith and Robert. They're they're at this this excavation site near Jerusalem. So they found this right. city. They talked to some guy named Buchenhagen. I, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I didn't. Some, I don't. Whatever. It was. It was he didn't make fancy... the character list. <laughs> no, he, he didn't. I just. It's like okay, we're gonna give him that kind of name. All right. Uh, so he, he says that he's got to talk with Robert alone. And Jennings is like, I've come all the way here, and, and right. like, oh, well, and like I've got this shadow spike through me. I deserve yeah. to know, but they they leave him out. So Jennings is kind of he's get kind of mad. He's kind of flustered and. Robert says, ultimately, um, Buchenhagen gives Robert special knives, like religious knives (laughs) that you have to use. Yeah. In a church. Yeah. Yeah. You got to kill him with these knives in a church and confirm he's the Antichrist because he's got a birthmark probably under his hairline. So. And Robert goes, I know every square inch of my son. All right. (laughs) Bob. Weirdo. (laughs) To which then, you know, Buchenhagen bails him out with been like, um, sometimes it's under the hairline. Che- <laughs> check his scalp. Oh, okay. Okay. Because <laughs> otherwise that would have gotten really weird really fast. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, Robert and Keith are kind of arguing. Robert's like, I won't kill my child. And he throws the knives away. Right. Chucks and, them. Yeah. Just, just gives it the old, like, drop back pass. Yeah from a 60 year old man so they're just they're just over there (laughs) they didn't go far so jennings goes to give the knives because he's like i don't want to be shit like i don't want to have a shadow spear through me (laughs) right and he's i'll do it and they're these knives landed in this like little construction site i think in Mm -hmm. like at like the bottom of a hill yeah and above the top of the hill at the top of the hill someone's gonna have some glass installed yeah so there's like a pickup truck with these like sheet like panes of, of glass at the back of it. And of course the uh, the parking brake gives just out of yeah, nowhere of course, on its own. Of course. And it rolls backwards and you think that, you know, he's going to get hit by the truck. Right. But no. The wheels of the truck <laughs> hit this, I don't know, like this yeah, yeah, excavation stone. Right. So so it stops the truck. However, it does not stop the momentum of these panes of glass. That were not secured. Yeah. 
So these guys, which, these guys yeah. have panes of glass stretched across the back of a pickup truck, and they're not securing them. Just driving around an excavation site <laughs> full of bumpy roads and rocks, and the glass is perfectly fine up to this point. We've had to go back three times for more glass, Herb. Can you strap them down? Okay, boss. Nice Roman name like Herb. <laughs> I'm assuming it was a Herb. It was a Herb. And so, uh, yeah, so the the truck hits this ledge. So it stops, but the momentum of these glass panes yeah. do not. One of which slides out and decapitates Jennings. Oh, my, my lord. His head just slow-mo flipping through the oh, air. Oh, yeah. No blood. Yeah. yeah uh, just whatever. Flipping end over end like a kickoff. Right. Like right. Robbie, like Robbie Gold, just sent one to the other team. <laughs> Sebastian Janikowski with an onside <laughs> kick. He got all of that one. <laughs> I did a- read, I did read in the trivia that Richard Donner knew that this was going to be a shocking scene, so he purposely filmed it in slow mo, mm-hmm. so that when people initially covered their eyes and then uncovered them, his head would still be flipping in the air. It did seem <laughs> like, like it went on for a while. <laughs> it's like it was. It was definitely the ultimate shot of the film of like, it's, it, it was the, you know, it's, it's another one of those horror scenes in the movie that really made it, you know, a horrific ex- experience. But, yes. um, but yeah, this is the one that if you've seen the omen, this is the scene that probably sticks in your head. <laughs> As your head Literally. flips end over end. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cuts off your head. Sorry. Misspoke so, there. So Robert goes home. We're, we're kind of building to the climax of the film here. The dog is still there. Yeah. He, oh, that Baylock. He traps the dog in the basement. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Tricks that dog into going yeah. downstairs. Um, he he uh, goes into Damien's room, cut, takes a pair of scissors, and starts cutting Damien's hair. And Oz, he has the birthmark. It's there. It was, it was under his hair the whole time. So, yeah. Th- Robert, did, thankf- Robert didn't know every inch was, of him. Thankfully, it was the first spot he looked. Yeah, <laughs> it was right there. He didn't right didn't have it. to cut. He was like he was like Baylock was asleep. Like that, the dog barking downstairs apparently didn't wake anybody up. But like, nope. yeah, he was he was pretty meticulous about finding mm-hmm. this birthmark. So Robert realizes what he has to do, and then yep. is attacked by Baylock and oh man what a fun fight scene this is yeah this is it was it was a lot of fun this was uh this was a Glenn Close Michael Douglas and oh yeah that was that kind of fight scene she is out of her mind oh she's crazy biting at him scratching at him clawing at him jumping on him everything she could do like she's scary like it it was yeah she she was she did a great job acting to see how she was scary yeah yeah, yeah, there was no no restraint whatsoever. To add, to add to the ambiance here, my dogs are going bananas down in the basement. So let's <laughs> just pretend that I'm adding in the soundtrack of the of the, of the Rottweiler downstairs barking. It, it so. just it adds to the urgency of this podcast yeah, because if there's yeah. one thing that I think defines, let's talk about flicks. It's tension. Yeah, with this being episode 26, we are definitely trying to play out the rest of our show of recreating as much of the film environment as we can in each yeah. podcast. Yeah. So that's what the barking dogs are adding right now. I even had a fake head of mine made just, <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Yeah. In case we wanted to, you know, slice it off with a pane of glass. Right. I'm having shish kebabs for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> shish Brennan's. 
So they they continue fighting. Like the fight goes all the way down a flight of stairs. Oh yeah, and they end yeah. up in the kitchen. And Robert eventually stabs her with, I think, a screwdriver. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's it, and it was it was a quick wound. Like, yeah, it was a quick demise of Baylock here. I felt like she deserved better. Oh, I do too. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, it was like he gets her like here, like <laughs> like up in the meaty part of the shoulder, and then she <laughs> well, just I mean, oh. I mean, well, I mean, she probably tore a rotator cuff. I mean, she's probably. never gonna. That's she's, it. she's never she gonna throw no... a slider again. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yeah, yeah. It's like he ended her career right there. Yeah, right there. God, how heartless is that? No, oh. <laughs> she, she may as well be dead. Bob Thorne. <laughs> Uh, Robert grabs Damien and throws him in the car, and like yeah. they're off to the church. And he and he's driving everywhere. I understand he's probably beside himself. I mean, he did just kill a person. Yeah. But, he, but he's he's driving everywhere. It draws the attention of the police. Yeah. And <laughs> something I noted as as he's driving, you, you hear a little voiceover, like like the police talking with each other over the radio, and you hear, "Oh, heading west on Old Church Road." <laughs> oh, he's going to the they? church. Oh, the that's church. it. Yeah, he's going to the old church. Hey, audience, psst, they're going to the church. <laughs> Notice case. he wasn't on his way to Supermarket Street. No, <laughs> <laughs> we caught him on Library Lane. This <laughs> guy's <laughs> at Podiatrist Boulevard, <laughs> Culver's Cul-de-sac. <laughs> oh, I would love to live at Culver's Cul-de-sac. That, that would be our. Right. Oh, oh. Like, I don't know. I would love it, but my waistline would not. Oh uh, well. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta pick your spots, I guess. So right. Robert, they get to, they get to the church that's on Old Church Road, and <laughs> Robert carries a screaming Damon into the church. He's just got him under his arm like a like a right. sack of potatoes. Yeah. yeah. And he drags him up to the altar, and Robert goes to stab him, and Damon just looks at him and says, "Please, Daddy, no. Yeah, please, stop, please, Daddy. please, Daddy, no." And it's Damien's first complete sentence of the entire film. Yeah. Robert screams out, help me, God! <laughs> I'm going to take my time killing this child! And, and he does. in the meantime, as he as he takes his sweet time, the police barge in. Yeah, and Sting and all the others. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every breath they were he gonna, takes. They were going to record synchronicity in that church, <laughs> yes. actually. Great acoustics. <laughs> Robert Thorne beat him to it. <laughs> Give me 500 didgeridoos. Right. <laughs> and Robert grabs one of those special right. anti-antichrist anti knives. One of, the, one of those Cutco antichristers. Yeah. <laughs> and raises his hand, or his arm, completely over his head. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah, we just watched him kill Balok with, what, like, a shove. Like... Yeah. <laughs> he had one of these to kill Balok, but he needs to wind up to kill oh, his yeah. He's I'm surprised he didn't do, like, the... Like, the holster. <laughs> like, yeah, do his like arm, arm circles. Three, three, 360. <laughs> <laughs> so, he raises the knife to stab Damien and is shot dead by the police. Oh. Right. You're going He's... down, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Robert gets back up. He's hulked out. But bullet stop at him. Uh-uh. <laughs> He's blowing hard. <laughs> uh, alas, we cut to daytime and two caskets are being prepared. Two yeah. adult adult sized caskets. Yes. And there's military honors, the taps is playing at a bugle, they're folding the flag. And we see over the shoulder of the president and yeah. the first lady. Yeah. 
Because, again, they're pals with Robert and Kathy. Yeah. They know each other. Yeah. They're the only two at the funeral, apparently. Yeah, and the president and the first lady, they, they ask to have a moment by themselves, and camera kind of pans down because they're not standing shoulder to shoulder next to each other. And no, little, there's little, room for the camera, but there's also room for Damien. For Damien. He's standing he's there. Not hold, a, he's not a first child. <laughs> yeah, holding the first lady's hand. And Oz, you said before that you didn't, we didn't, we we're, we speculate that Damien doesn't know who or what he is throughout the film. I would argue until yeah. this moment, because right. Damien pulls a Ferris Bueller or a Deadpool mm-hmm. and he looks directly yeah, into yeah. the camera. <laughs> or a Pee Wee Herman. Uh-huh. <laughs> Paging, Paging Mr. Mr. Herman. <laughs> Paging the Antichrist. That is my absolute favorite. I love that movie, but that is my favorite part of that movie every time. Oh, yeah. Is when you got James or James Brolin and Morgan Fairchild on yeah. screen, and he's in the background. He just keeps staring at the camera. I just love it. Paging but yeah, Damien. Damien pulls one of those and gives a little smile to the camera. Yep. Aww. He's aware. He knows what he is, and he knows That's that he's right. he's got the influence now. So, yeah. pretty much the world's gonna end, folks. Yep, yep. Roll credits. The end. <laughs> so we we do get a, a, a cut to uh to a a title card of some other quote from Revelation and about the oh, beast. Yeah, and, yeah more 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 churchy Revelation mumbo jumbo. Yeah. But yeah. That's it. That's 1976 is The Omen. Yeah. 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 Oz, go ahead. Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood sometimes, I don't, again, I mentioned, you know, last week, uh, you know, I, I haven't read the Bible or one of these, one of these weeks I have. No, it was last week we were talking about Children of the yeah. Corn. You know, I haven't read the Bible, but Hollywood definitely loves to take liberty with just adding stuff to the Bible mm. that, that fits the narrative. Um, and so, you know, I had read some of the stuff in this that they quoted from the Bible. Of course, was it biblical, but whatever you know yeah. keep the cameras rolling but yeah that's it that's, that's the omen that's the omen that's richard donner's the omen so at this point in the show folks as and i give our own unique rating to the film we've been yammering about in this case the omen oz how would you rate this flick uh four i know i'd give it seven crushed cars by gravedigger <laughs> seven smashed <Grave> vehicles digger. <laughs> how about you no jackals no jackals getting out of there <laughs> no mother jackals I'm gonna g- not gonna survive <laughs> uh-uh nope i'm going with 71 decapitated david warners there you go 71 of them 71 he- heads flipping around like a football <laughs> 71 flips of david warner's yep. head <laughs> Mort, Morton Anderson kicking it off. <laughs> Morton Anderson. Morton Anderson. He's probably still kicking, isn't he? I, I'm Some, sure he is someplace. Probably. So, you, could, you, ever, you could kick into your 60s. I'm sure you can. Yeah. As we start to close the show, folks, we got the 3 2 1. That's where Oz and I each share three goods, two bads, and one. Huh. About the movie in discussion, in this case, The Omen. Oz, what are your three goods for The Omen? My three goods. Number one, Mrs. Baylock is a crazy oh. kind of evil. Oh, she's the uh, best. The be- the worst kudos, of the best. Yes. Yeah, kudos to Billy Whitelaw. She played an absolute perfect portrayal of this character. Uh, creepy, sincere, but just she was there to protect that child, and that's what she was going to do. So mm-hmm. that's my first good, Mrs. Baylock. And her evil craziness. Two, I love 
the results of 70s filmmaking techniques. Um, before things could go digital, you know, we needed a baboon riot. So we're going to have a baboon riot, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the baboon napping um, to, <laughs> to get, uh, you know, to get uh, the Harvey Stevens, the actor that played Damien, um, to get him to do things on camera, like Richard Donner would just be nasty to him. Like, you you know, like that end at that smile. I think he, I think I already told him something along the lines of, you know, you better smile here or I'm not going to be your friend, you little bugger. Like, just being nasty to these kids. You know, but it's just scaring them, basically. <laughs> Give me what I want. And, you know, so obviously that level of filmmaking is not uh, appreciated and really honored and kosher by today's standards. But, that's just kind of how the 70s were. Like, you just, you do what you got to do to get the shot. And so, uh, it's just fun little trivia, you know. Obviously, you don't want to see, you know, Harvey Stevens go through that kind of, you know, torment. But <laughs> it's still just fun to read. Uh, and three, um, even though they laid it on pretty thick to make it obvious, I really enjoyed the the back and forth of Robert. There, There was this little subplot of, is Damien actually the Antichrist or, or not? Or, or is Robert insane? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, just enough doubt there. Yeah, and so I would say that adding adding Mrs. Balok's character is the first thing they did to really point it in the direction of Antichrist, you know? Because mm. she could have been just another crazy person. But really, outside, we didn't see Damien do anything awful. There wasn't, I mean, don't get me wrong. He, he bumped, you know, he bumped Kathy when she was on the stool, but like he was, but like, he wasn't like, he wasn't, he didn't kill anybody. He himself as a five-year-old, he wasn't a demon child, Yeah, you know? Um, and so no dentist was enough, absolutely not. Uh, and so had there been some of that in there, you know, like we saw every week so far that we've covered, Look, we saw Rhoda being terrible. You know, we mm-hmm. didn't see Damien being terrible. And so it definitely, you know, led to, you know, you could easily fall into the whole, like, is this kid really bad or is his parents just awful and insane? Mm-hmm. Um, and and so that was kind of fun uh, as my third good. How about you? What are your three? My three goods, um, I got to start with Gregory Peck. It's... <laughs> despite the age difference between he and like he he didn't cast himself he didn't cast her so it's like it's right 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 <laughs> fair enough yeah but you know a good gregory peck performance is 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 great in my book oh uh, yeah M- melissa l one of our patreon subscribers also has a thing for for gregory peck so she oh. will, so she will uh probably where, wherever melissa l resides she will right. ap- appreciate the love for gregory peck so I hope yeah. you're listening melissa l yeah <laughs> she actually she doesn't like podcasts just the whole genre just doesn't do anything for her right she <laughs> likes to watch them with the muted yeah <laughs> she'll watch the youtube channel but mute it she yeah. doesn't like to hear them talk she's practicing her lip reading it's really you going along i'm, I'm, I'm you proud a lot of about melissa l that's well i mean I, i'm speculating i mean why, why else would someone watch youtube muted <laughs> you, you make a valid point <laughs> i mean you can't argue so, that logic so Gregory Peck's Greg, performance Gregory died. Peck performance good. First check. Number two, uh, the death scenes. Oh, mm-hmm. some really imaginative death scenes. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, that it, fit. It, like, yeah. imaginative, but they're not, like, 
Final Destination level of goofiness. Like yeah, they're... yeah, it didn't have that kind of shtick to it, that campiness right. to it. But but right. they definitely like they were creative, and mm-hmm. you know they they were meant to be memorable and catch your attention and be like, oh, have you seen the Omen? Oh, that scene where that guy gets his head cut off by a pane of glass. Yeah. Is that the scene where the the lady? jumps from a noose at a birthday party is that that movie where that big spike impales that guy and he's still standing up no that was <laughs> that was hot fuzz <laughs> I, I immediately thought of that scene of hot fuzz. i did too i did too <laughs> and i like oh if, if only he would have staggered around yeah, a little bit. <laughs> i love how he just like just for just a little too long he stays at his feet yeah <laughs> oh i love hot fuzz oh yeah uh, let's see. My my third is uh, let's go with um, oh, the chanting singing. Why not? I was debating between that and the last act of the movie, but just just the I I love the again I've mentioned it before, but I love the stupid movie trope of like like oh, yeah. in religious spiritual supernatural movies of like songs that have like chanting in it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I, I'm just, with I don't know. It, just I don't fun. know. It, yeah. it, it, it tickles my genre bone. I don't know what yeah. it is. It's oh, dumb, absolutely. but I love it. It's like, well, it's like they're they're going all in. Like yeah. they're not they're they're not going to tiptoe around it. They're like, well, all right. Well, and here's then, again, a movie about the well, son of the well, devil. There's Let's nothing go in. about. Yeah, there's nothing that tiptoes in this movie. It's all right no, there. No, yeah. yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy. Listening. <laughs> Everything is Father Brennan, you know, quoting Revelations to start a, <laughs> right. to start a conversation. Yeah, not a how are you doing today? <laughs> you must atone for your sins. By the way, my name is Father Brennan. Right, uh, you got yeah, yeah. I'm parked outside. You guys, <laughs> the meter's running. <laughs> got to the point. Can you validate? <laughs> I'm I'm double parked next to the Jimmy John's guy. <laughs> All right, Oz. What are your two bads? Uh, my first one is their little quick trip to Italy for a little religious lesson. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, that's really where things started to go on real thick. Yeah. Um, when they head and they're getting these special knives and these special instructions and, you know, digging up a jackal. And it's like, it just, um, it was important to the plot, but it just was, it, I don't know. It just seemed very like. You, Thorne was all about his political position, and now he's all about the the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's my first. Is it's just this little quick trip, just a little quick trip to Rome. Yeah, um, little jaunt. And my my second one is is how quickly he found Damien's birthmark. Um, you know, he's <laughs> yeah. It's I. You're checking a head, like Damien. You didn't even notice he was missing any hair. That's how quickly he found that birthmark. And it was a tiny birthmark. Yeah. We're looking like a thumbprint-sized birthmark. Um, but he found it rather quickly. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, so I mean, those he, are my he know, two bads. He knows every inch of Damien. <laughs> it's true. Maybe that's it. He knew where to look. Yeah. He just overlooked it. Father's so, intuition. What are your two bads? My two bads. Uh, I'll start with David Warner. I don't know if... If I like his performance or I don't, I don't know. He's also one of those actors, like, he pops up sometimes and it just overacts a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, I wanted to not like his performance, even though I don't think it was that bad. There's just something right. about David Warner that always, oh, bo- with, has yeah. always bothered with, me. He's kind of, he's that way in Titanic, too. He's yeah. Just real, he's just got a real smarmy look to him. Yeah. Um, and the neck yeah. scarf coming full circle in that yeah. conversation. But, but, that, but that performance, and I mentioned Waxwork earlier... Is have you seen the movie Waxwork? I have not. Oh, it's so good. Um, 
it, 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 I mean, it's surprisingly good for as sticky as it is. Yeah. Uh, the concept is genius. It's just really good. But Warner's smarminess really, like, it, it fits perfectly in this movie. Like, it's... You know, I think he's got an ascot on, and you know, it's yeah. like it's it just really fits, uh, and, and it's a lot of fun. The movie's a lot of fun. We'll we'll have to fit that on the show for sure. He also looks like oh, emo so emo Phillips, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, he's like emo's more successful cousin. Yeah, Bemo Phillips. <laughs> right. So, uh, my other bad is, and, and I debated whether to bring this up or not, but it's like. Movies like this, whether they want to or not, they kind of ha- have an agenda. Like yeah. it's it's like you know, the not to get too religious or anything like that. Like that's not the point of of this state of, of where I'm going with this. But like it, there there's like a I don't know like a fear like a scare tactic to it. You know, like like only right. the, like only the you know the the power of 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 a, of a belief system can you know can save you and save the world. It's like eh. right. And like, you know, it'd be, it wouldn't be surprised to be like, you know, you watched the credits all the way to the end and it was like special thanks to the Catholic church. For, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, for, for the support and, uh, you know, and yeah, I, I get what you mean though. It's, yeah. And it's like, I'm, I'm not saying this to be divisive or make it like no. a thing, but it's just one of those, I don't know, movies like this, you, know, you could throw the exorcist in there. I was going to say the yeah, same thing. And, the and exorcist like, is the uh, same way. It, it's Again, and that that doesn't mean they're bad films or they're not no. well made or, or whatnot. It's just even if the filmmakers had no intention of it, there's definitely a a, a narrative that people take from it or like a meaning, yeah. like an unintended meaning that people take from it this. Just, well, and, yeah, it just feels yeah. like there's certain there's certain types of people that could take a film like this and use it for propaganda. Like, yeah, see, you know, this is real. Because yeah. they talk about the Bible in that movie, and the Bible is real. And, yeah, it, it validates uh, like like a belief system yeah. in, in a way right. that that isn't healthy or isn't productive yeah. or isn't inclusive, and it just ugh, I don't know. So just I don't know. I'm I'm probably making it a bigger thing than what it is, but oh. it's just yeah. You've never done that. No, me never. No, no, never taken First a small time. thing and blown it up. <laughs> no, no. Definitely didn't overthink yeah. Children of the Corn last week. <laughs> no, I definitely have not cornered the market on that. <laughs> Oz, Oz, what's your huh for the omen? Oh, to me, it's a very obvious one. Why on any planet would Robert Thorne agree to take an unclaimed baby to replace his own <laughs> and never, ever mention it to his wife? Even when she is telling him, I'm having these worries that Damien's not mine. And he's like, yeah, I don't know what you no, mean. No, that, that's preposterous. <laughs> right? Like, she's I'm, I'm gonna, seeing I gotta a therapist. Go, I gotta go talk to your psychiatrist. Like, she's seeing a psychiatrist and telling a psychiatrist, I don't feel like that child is mine. And and he's just keeping it all secret. Oh, just, like, uh, a no, hel- that's my hum. Healthy relationship built on openness and trust. Right. <laughs> What's your huh? My huh is just simply, I again at the end of the movie he's driving to the church. Why has he got to be like jerking the wheel all over the road? Right. <laughs> like, like, for, like oh, you got fair, one thing been, to do. He's been driven everywhere. He's never driven before. <laughs> That's true. He's, he's the ambassador. An ambassador. He's the ambassador. He could have called for a police escort. 
Like they had given it to him. I mean, yeah, he just. But you're right. Like, he just. <laughs> I understand. He just killed a lady, and he watched a guy get decapitated, and and his wife's dead. I mean, yes, those things matter. But like, you just you got one last thing to do here. Just get to the yeah. church. Go the in speed Rome, limit. Go the yeah, speed in, limit. In Rome, he didn't drive a monster truck that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> he drove that monster truck appropriately. Oh, I so badly want somebody like. All these stupid little things that we add to these perfectly fine films. <laughs> I would love to see somebody be like the Ozzy ver- version of them. You know, <laughs> yeah, that is they, a fantastic where, where, where idea. Where they they show up to this tiny gravesite like outside of Rome <laughs> in a monster truck. <laughs> <laughs> Gregory Peck and David Warner. Oh, there it is, Jennings. <laughs> I'm glad we drove here in Grave Digger. <laughs> grave Digger. As they look at the camera as they say it. Their arms hanging on the, like it's hanging out the window. Sunday, 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 we're gonna <laughs> dig up a jackal. <laughs> oh boy! So that was the omen, and that wrap, that, that wraps up this month, Oz. It does. The Creepy yeah. Kids and Film Month is come to an end. It does. We what? and we and our and our. That's the end of our first six months. It is. We've been doing this for half a year. On the road to 20,000. On the road to 20,000 episodes. What do we have coming next month? Next month is Alliteration Month. Yeah. Mad Max May. That's right. Oh, there we All go. four Mad Max movies coming at you. All of them. Start, In order. Starting next week with uh, 1979's Mad Max kicking everything yes. off. So, yeah, and I'll be bringing that one to the table. So mm-hmm. you make sure you get down the two characters in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll take care of the rest. Um, but yeah, so that's it for this month. And like you said, like Curtis said, we're kicking off next month with Mad Max as we do Mad Max month. Could have Mel Gibson month too for three quarters of it. Mad, um, M- Mad Max Mel May month. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fury Road. Ooh, um, I can't wait till we get to that one. I'm so excited to end the month on that one. That is, it's one of my favorite movies. Period. I, I was just about to say, I think that movie's probably cracked my top ten all time. Yeah, it's just so that good. awesome. Yeah, such an awesome movie. So very much looking forward to getting to that. Uh, you know where to find us because you're here already. Uh, so podcast apps, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, your mom's YouTube, house. If, yeah, <laughs> YouTube. If you'd rather watch us there, uh, but yeah, this is. This is what we do. This is what we do. Once a week, we watch a movie and we do this. And I'm loving it. Um, <laughs> and we please. insert dumb, dumb pop culture references into that. That's right. Movie. That's what we do. So if you love dumb pop culture references, stick with us because we've got another almost 20,000 to go. Yeah. But to wrap it up for this week, uh, for Let's Talk About Flicks, I'm Oz. And I'm Curtis. And we will see you on the flippity flip.